Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is my good friend, Ray Edwards. Uh, Ray is a copywriter and author of the Amazon best-selling, uh, best-selling book called How to Write Copy That Sells. Uh, Ray's worked on copy and marketing with some of those, I mean, just massive names in the industry. Uh, he writes copy for those folks. He consults with those folks has generated over $300 million in revenue uh, for his clients. Uh, today, we're going to talk about copywriting. We're going to talk about his book, um, How to Write Copy That Sells. So how he launched that book, how he's got so many reviews on that book, and then moving into his most recent book, which I've got right here, Permission to Prosper. Why write this book? How does it fit in with his business? How's he approaching the launch differently? You guys know I love and I'm kind of obsessed with copywriting. And I think it's a skill that every author needs to sell more books. So that's what we're gonna be, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Ray, great to have you here. I'm excited about copywriting too. I'm rather fond of it. <laughs> well, let's dive in. So I wanna start with, I know, and guys, uh, Ray was on a previous interview um, on the Self-Publishing School podcast. So you can check that one out. We go in depth a whole lot more on how to write copy that sells. Uh, and specifically around that. But so we'll touch on that some today, but I'm curious, Ray, I'm starting with that first book, How to Write Copy That Sells. How did you market that book so successfully? I mean, I'm looking right now, it's got 462 reviews on Amazon. It seems like the book has done well. So how did you market it successfully? What sold the most copies of that book? Well, I marketed it very poorly at first because I had no idea what I was doing. I got, uh, I just started sending emails to my list telling them I'd published a book. I asked a few friends to email for me. And that worked okay. I mean, it was, I guess I did better than a lot of people do who end up with very few sales because they didn't do any marketing at all. But I knew something about marketing and copywriting, so that helped me. But when it really started to take off, when we started offering the book for free, we did a free plus shipping offer. And we sent a backup campaign after they bought the book. They paid seven bucks for the book. We sent, we sent it to them at just about, that's what it cost us to send it, the physical book. I signed every copy. We still actually do this, in fact. And um, then on the back end, we send them emails to, that link to webinars, other products they can buy. So it ultimately becomes profitable for us. And that's how we sold, we've sold the bulk of the books. It's been so successful, we continue to do it to this day. And every week, like clockwork, we have a certain number of book orders that come in. We ship them out. Other products get bought in the background without us doing anything. And it's we, one of the follow-up, more than, more than one of the follow-up emails asks for their review on Amazon. So just- nice asking over yeah. and over and over again. I think yeah. there's like five different follow-up emails that ask for a review on Amazon after they sign That's up. That's great. That's great. And we, uh, and, and that reminds me of two things. Um, one thing for your most recent book launch, um, Ray, it might be too late, but also for everyone listening, watching is we, we put a review, we call it a review plea page in the back of the book where it's the last thing that they see right after they finish reading is a page that says, Hey, uh, we'd love for you to re review on the book. Well, the beautiful thing about the way we're publishing is the publisher we work with is kind of a hybrid between traditional publishing and self-publishing. 
mm-hmm. I don't know if David Hancock would cringe to hear me say it that way, but that's the way I look at what they do. It's Morgan James. And we mm-hmm. alter the contents of the book because it's print on demand at, after yes. a certain number of copies. So we can yes. change it and update it. And I think that's really important. You don't want to publish a book that's ossified and can never be changed because yes. things will happen that you'll want to do better or do differently. 100%. So you use it as a free plus shipping funnel, and that's uh, that's moved a lot of books. That's that's also helped grow your business. Um, obviously, talking about the first book, um, how to write copy that sells. What what are some of the like? How do you drive traffic to that um, that free plus shipping funnel? What are some of the metrics that you look at, and why do you think it's been so successful? To I mean, still to this day, it sounds like being a solid customer acquisition channel for you guys. Uh, we send traffic to it through our email list and through the podcast and YouTube channel primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, something that happened that was kind of unexpected is some of my friends who are influencers, most notably in the first of them was Jeff Walker, started buying the book for his high-end coaching group and giving them a copy when they first joined the group because one of their biggest questions was about copywriting. So uh, I've had several other people, Donald Miller is somebody who buys copies of our book in bulk and gives it to his students. He's got a new book out called Business Made Simple, and he, he's got like 60,000 people who've already bought that book. And a lot of them sign up to be in his certification class, and they get a copy of the copywriting book. So that's been a real blessing to us because we get lots of buyers. I mean, the URLs in the book get free resources by going to this link, and thereby anybody who gets the book is going to eventually end up, if they're interested at all, in getting into our marketing funnel for the other things we have to offer. So those are things I would encourage I would have done all that much more consciously and intentionally right up front instead of waiting a couple of years. That's the thing most people don't realize. This book was actually published several years before it became quote unquote successful because we didn't really start marketing it this way until a couple of years afterwards. So that's, that's been um, a big lesson learned. And yeah. then little, there's little nuances like things like the, the uh, review plea page. I'm like, I should have talked to Chandler a lot earlier. Well, that's great. I, I love that about your story, Ray, because it's so counter to most people's, which is most people focus all their effort on week one of the launch. And then it just takes a nosedive and they never talk about the book. Again, I think it's almost more impressive, exact what, not even almost, it is more impressive what you've done, which is that consistent climb to how successful that book's been today. Well, I'm the guy who stumbled into success uh, because that's what it was. But once I figured out it was working, we just kept doing it. And I've learned what you just said since that time. It's more important to keep selling the book consistently. It's more impressive. Not only is it more impressive, it makes more of an impact with your message. And it's more profitable as a marketing tool if you just continuously market it over time. And don't get, I I would say, don't get too caught up in that I make the best seller list the first week out of the gate of the first month or even the first year. Because what's really important is do you keep selling books month after month after month after year after year after year? And it builds on itself. And now we get so many reviews that were not initiated by or sending an email. They were just initiated because people read the book. They go look at the, or they get a copy of the book from, from Donald or from Jeff or from one of the many other people who give it away or from our free plus shipping offer. And they start reading the reviews and that is self reaffirming. They, they read the reviews and think, wow, this is, really is a good mm-hmm. book. And they read it and they think mm-hmm. it's good because they read the reviews and said it was good. And then they post a review that says they think it was good and so on and so on and so on. Not that it's not a good book. It is a good book because I wrote yeah. it. And you're a great copywriter. But <laughs> and I really, you're great I really at writing to, copy that sells. I really want to stress the, the importance of selling books continuously over time. This book yes. has not made us millions of dollars directly from selling the book, but it has made us millions of dollars indirectly from what we sell after we sell the book. Yeah, that's so great. And, and really important because, you know, at the time of recording this interview, 
we're, I don't know if you knew this, we're, we're five days out from the uh, five-year anniversary of that book being published. And it, the fact that it's selling more now <laughs> than, than when it originally sold. And I, I was prepping for this interview a few days ago. And when I looked, it was the number one bestseller in its category on Amazon. And I think that's a testament to, we call this the, it's the Toyota Camry versus the sports car launch, right? It's exactly what you're saying. Sports car, shoo, gone in a flash. You spend all this time and energy on, on week one, the launch week, and then boom, and then it's gone, right? Burns up all this fuel, all this energy. But you've taken the Toyota Camry approach, which is what I love, which is, you know, Toyota Camrys just keep chugging and keep chugging and keep chugging. And month after month, year after year, they're still selling books. Well, I'm a testimony to this whole idea of being a perennial seller, not just a first yeah. out of the gate yeah. seller, because yeah. it pays off long term in big ways. Yeah. You talked about, Ray, uh, the millions of dollars in revenue from this book, not from royalties, for, but from, uh, from actual business from the book. So can you walk me through how that works? And especially for folks who are less familiar with the free plus shipping funnel, um, how, how do you go from, I guess maybe a two-part question, how do you go from a uh, free plus shipping funnel? How does that go from that to revenue for your business? And then separate or independent from the free plus shipping funnel, how do you take someone from a book buyer or book reader to uh, a paying customer? Well, those are great questions. I'll go through it. It's pretty simple, really. I'd like to make it complicated, make it sound like I'm a genius, but um, the book costs us, we, we actually buy from a bulk bookseller. We don't buy directly from the publisher because that would just be printing the book ourselves. So we pay a little extra to buy it from a bulk publisher because a bulk seller, because we get it's countered in SoundScan. SoundScan. I was in radio. So when we sold records, we, we had SoundScan. BookScan is the one that counts the number of book sales. I only know, I sound like I know a lot about this. I don't. I know just enough to be dangerous teaching it. But um, it counts towards the, the numbers on the bestseller list and so forth. So we, we order books and we have them in-house and we have an offer on our site. If you, go, you can see it if you go to rayedwards.com slash free book. Of course, when I did that, I only had one book. Now what do I do? I'll figure that out later. Um, but you go to the free book page and it offers the book for free. It's, I think it's like $11 on Amazon. So we pay about $11 for the books, but we sell it for just the shipping cost, which is $7. We only ship to the domestic U.S. because even before the pandemic, it was crazy expensive to ship other places. You'd pay like 30 bucks to get it somewhere. And they may or may not actually get it. So that was a problem too. So we ship U.S. And uh, it costs us money. Obviously, you can do the math. You can say, well, you got $7. It costs you $11 for the book. You still got to pay the shipping. So you're like maybe $12 in. $13. So you're upside down. But after they buy the book, they put their credit card information in. It goes to another step on the order form process and it offers to sell them something for $97. We sell lots. Of, that's an info product, a digital course on e -write, uh, copywriting for emails. So it's on the same topic as the book. Just goes a little more in depth. It's something that our audience probably knows about already, writing copy for emails. And it's very appealing because we've got some pre-written email campaigns in there. So we sell lots of those copies and that pays for our advertising to get the book page mm -hmm. out in front of people and it pays for our shipping Great. costs. We just about break even. Some months we're upside down. Some months we make a few bucks, but that's not where we make the most of the money because the next step in the selling process is we offer them our copywriting course, which is $2,000. So we have a three video series that we send them to like a product launch formula kind of launch. We also have been testing an automated webinar approach, which is just one step. You watch a webinar for about 60 minutes. It sells the copywriting course. And they're, they're about 50-50 in terms of how much, which one sells more. But ultimately what happens 
that has made us the most money is people stay on our list after that. And they end up, many of them end up in one of our mastermind groups or our coaching groups, which is another $1,000, $2,000 investment. So one way or another, we're, we get about uh, free book buyers, probably 15 to 20% of them end up spending 15 to $20,000 with us eventually. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I, I love two things I really want to key in on there. Um, one is the not shipping internationally. I just got asked this by a student on Monday. About oh, we got, we got slayed on that at first. We shipped it everywhere. Yes. You know, like, I was like, Brendan Bouchard yes. does it. We'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, do not, do, do not do that. Yeah. Well, and then you also realize, right? Stephen Covey begin with the end in mind. You realize that the majority of your product purchasers are international as well, except for maybe a, a few. So you're paying all this money to ship a book um, to a, to a customer that is begin with the end in mind, isn't the reason you're setting up this funnel, which is to self-liquidate on the back end. And Correct. so it's just such a small thing, but you're going to save yourself a ton of money, a ton of headache, uh, and you'll, it'll be a more profitable funnel. Yeah. Because 90% of those uh, larger ticket buyers are U S domestic U S yeah. 10% yeah. are UK, Australia. Yep. You and maybe Canada. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Some Can Canadians are nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love Canadians. Um, so, so that was one thing I wanted to key on. The second thing um, was just how powerful it is to have an email list of buyers, not just subscribers. And oh, that's what we're, you're doing when you yeah. have a free plus shipping funnel, because everyone who comes through that funnel, uh, unless they're abandoned cart, obviously, but everyone who truly comes through the funnel and purchases the book, they are now a paying customer and people who pay, pay attention uh, and they're on your email list. And like you said, 15 to 20% of those folks end up uh, a lot of times uh, going for the higher ticket kind of offer that you guys have. Yeah. And something that I would add to this is, you know, along the way I've gotten distracted. Somebody comes up with a new strategy and I think, well, we've been doing the free book thing for long enough. Now we'll do something else. So we switched and did something else. And those something else has never paid off as well as the free book funnel. And the, the one mistake I did not make is I never took the page down. I always just left it up in the background. So even when we weren't talking about it, I realized, why are we still getting traffic to this offer? I've been on a lot of podcasts where I mentioned the URL, been in a lot of webinars, chat rooms, different places online. I don't know where, where all that URL is online, but it's in a lot of places. So it keeps working for us even when we forget about it and leave it neglected for a while. We finally come back and apologize and say, oh, honey, free book offer. Right trade. I'm back. <laughs> uh, it's it like it works. reminds me of the classic quote is, is you get tired of your own marketing way before your audience does. And so Amen. as a business owner, you want to switch it up, but it still works. So if it works, like if you, it's like where I come from, if it ain't broke, why fix it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we in the marketing world, we want to say, well, free book offer, tell me something new. No, just tell me something that works and remind me to keep yes. doing the thing that works because yes. it still works. Amen. Preach it. <laughs> so I, I want to switch gears a little bit. So we talked about the kind of what we would call the review sweeper is the follow-up emails to get reviews. And so it seems like that's been, that's worked really, really well and helped get reviews. Um, so I think that answers some of the questions I had on the review front. Switching to copywriting a, a little bit, as a copywriter yourself, um, and, and someone who teaches the subject, how, how did you or do you use copywriting to sell more books? Whether it's how to write copy to sell, whether it's your new book, book Permission to Pro Prosper, like how do you use copywriting to sell more books? All the places, Chandler. Nora Ephron wrote a book called Everything is Copy. So when I'm on a podcast and I'm speaking and I say things like we have a free book funnel and it's at this address, that's copy. When I send an email out specifically about the book, it's copy. When I do a webinar and I'm teaching anything we're doing about marketing, I always mention 
one of the things we do is we have a free book funnel. So I'm teaching while I'm giving out the URL. What do you think happens? People go to the URL to see what I'm teaching, what I'm telling them about. They end up buying the book. That wasn't my main focus for that webinar, perhaps, but I'll take it as a side benefit, especially when that person, I have one student who I'll just, I, to finish answering your question, I'm answer it this way. Everything, every communication we have is copy. That's what we think about. And like, we'll, we'll do a YouTube video and we'll watch the YouTube video afterwards and say, was that good copy? Did it sell what we were trying to sell? Did it sell anything in the description of the YouTube video, in the, in, in the podcast notes for the podcast? So it's all copy. So we're always trying to think about and optimize the copy and deliver value at the same time. I don't want to deliver content that seems like nothing but a sales pitch, but there's ways to do both, deliver great content and sell simultaneously, like teaching about free book funnels and having a free book funnel as an example. So uh, one of the things that, that happens is we have people accelerate very quickly through our funnel process. People think, well, I have to get people to know, like, and trust me, which means I got to spend like five years in this industry. No, you don't. I mean, I've been in it for been in it for a while, but I have a recent student who has spent. We were just totaling up yesterday, about sixty thousand dollars with us over the last twelve months. It started by them seeing a YouTube video because somebody mentioned my name. They got a copy of the book from the free book, from the free book funnel. They listened to the podcast, one episode. We happened to mention a mentoring program we had available. They called us. Next thing I knew, the guy had written us a check for twenty five thousand dollars. Then we had a high end workshop, not long after that, that he somehow found out about. We didn't market it to him because he just spent for the big, the big mentoring group. So he thought we don't want to hammer the guy for more money, but he found out about the offer, wrote us and said, I want to be at this other thing. I'm sending you another 25 grand. So what I learned from that is don't decide for people how much they can afford or how much they need to spend with you. Cause this guy has done a great job built growing his business in his first six figure year ever last year, 2020 first six figure year ever after having invested $50,000 with this. And that happened over a matter of like 10 days. Never heard of me 10 days later because of a free book funnel ended up spending $50,000. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. These funnels work. <laughs> yeah, we should do That's them. That's great. Yeah. So how about on the, because I think, you know, it's even on the, on the title and on the subtitle side of things. Right. And so I'm looking on my monitor here. I've got, I mean, you just do such a masterful job. And I mean, you follow a lot of what we teach. This is, you know, a good book cover. It needs to grab attention. It needs to, uh, you know, your title needs to be in the upper third and, and easily readable, right? Because so I can actually read the title. Uh, Google calls that the BFB, the big F and button test, right? Like, can I stand way back and I see what I'm supposed to do? And yeah. then thirdly, uh, as a prospect or potential reader, I instantly understand what the book's about and whether or not it's for me, right? And so even just over here, I've got this on my external monitor. It's on a small thumbnail on Amazon. I see how to write copy that sells and I see permission to prosper and I see Ray Edwards, right? But then even looking at how you do it, I mean, you do it with your title and subtitle, how to write copy that sells, the step-by-step -step system for more sales uh, to more customers, 
more often. Right? And then you look and you, you know this because you teach this, a lot of people don't, but the, the Joe Sugarman slippery slope, right? The job of the book cover is to get attention, to read the title, to, to get yep. attention, to read the subtitle, to get attention, to read the blurb, <laughs> to scroll down the page, the slippery slope into buying the book, right? And I look here and it says, this book is for everyone who needs to write copy that sells, including copywriters, freelancers, and entrepreneurs. Writing copy that sells without seeming salesy can be tough, but is dot, 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 click to read more, right? Yep. So you're integrating this everywhere. Now, chapter <laughs> How do you titles. do that? How do you do that? And chapter titles, where, where else does it play out? And how do you do that? Well, I do it by consciously thinking about it, by remembering what you just said. The job of the title is to get people to stop and read the subtitle. Job of the subtitle is to get people to read the back of the book. The job of the back of the book is to sell them on reading the table of contents. And the table of contents job is to get them to say, I got to have this book. And then in the back of the book, or actually in the front of the book, is my philosophy nowadays. You should have a way for them to engage with you, get on your list, get involved, get more out of the book. Um, like having a, I think having a video course to go along with your book, this would have been a great idea for Permission to Prosper, but I didn't have it until after we did this initial launch. But again, we're going to revise the book and make it so in the next edition. So you can always innovate and just get something done now, but be thinking about how can I make this process better? And it's not just about selling. It is about selling. I want to make sure I'm not shy about that. It is about selling, but it's not only about selling. It's about selling so that I make a profit and it's about selling so that my reader gets more out of the book because they get more out of the book if they have a mini yes. course they can sign up for, if they get more engagement with the material in the book, if they learn more deeply from the book, they get into more learning available from you as the teacher and it enriches their life and gets them more of what they wanted to do the book for to begin with. So yes. we're, we're selling them on themselves as well. And like, yes, you can get what you wanted out of this book, but you can get so much more. So it's, when I say everything is copy, I mean everything, including the entire book. And people get confused. They're like, so you wrote a crappy book that's a sales letter for something else. No, I wrote a great book that helps people do what it promises. And it also serves to sell them on the idea that there's more where this came from. There's more to learn. There's deeper to go. That doesn't hurt people. That helps people. It serves them. And that's, you know, we have a, we have a page where we sell our copywriting program. And the, the, the uh, most successful headline we've ever had for that page is stop selling and start serving. I didn't expect that as a copywriter. I thought some more hard hitting, how to sell so much money, your greed glands will swell beyond a healthy size. <laughs> like you know, testosterone induced headlines, you know, John Carlton style punch me in yeah, the throat yeah. kind of headline. <laughs> but that's what I really believe is that if you, if you have something that's of value and you sell it yes. enthusiastically and powerfully, you're serving people by getting them to take advantage of something they need to do in their life. So who are you to, to take two steps back and just kind of sheepishly say, well, you wouldn't want to buy my book, would you? Because it's not, it's not great. It's okay. But maybe you want to buy a copy. Now, if you got something you believe in, you step up to the curb and you say, look, Mr. The, Mrs. This can help you in so many ways. Let me show you. Let's talk. Let's make sure. I don't want somebody to buy something from me if it doesn't work. If it yeah. doesn't work for them. But I'm convinced that what I have works for enough people that I can be very enthusiastic about writing the copy that's on the the front page, the back page, the table of contents. That table of contents thing is something I learned from Ted Nicholas, actually. Mm. And it served me well. I think yeah. about it every time I'm involved with a book project. And I, cr I actually cringe now because I, I always see something I could do better. If I look at the table of contents, I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should have worded it this mm -hmm. way. We should split test that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your tables of contents right now for permission to prosper. Uh, it, I love that you said that. It's and, not or. 
you can write a great, you can write something that is a great book and grows your business, not or grows your business. And it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Let's talk about permission to prosper. So why write this book? Um, You know, you have uh, at a glance, right? You have how to write copy that sells squarely in the demographic of, of what you do, serve your customers, all those things. Why write this book and how does this fit in from you personally and from where you're going as a business? It started as a personal problem that I had, which was I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. I go to church and I, I noticed at my church, I got some weird questions and weird glances from people when I talk about what I did for a living. And they started looking at my website and seeing how much money I apparently make. And I got this weird vibe and I started talking to people and there's a lot of people who were saying things like, well, you know, if you're, if you're rich, you probably did something wrong to get there. You probably sell get rich quick schemes or you're taking advantage of people. And I, as I noticed, looked around the church, I realized it wasn't just me. It was any successful entrepreneur was looked at kind of with, it was kind of double-minded if, if you'll allow me that phrase, because on the one hand, people would look at them as if, well, he's one of those money-making guys. And on the other hand, they'd say, but he can make some big donations to the church. So it was almost like you can make a lot of money as long as you give it all to us, which I thought also felt kind of icky. So I started just doing my own reading and looking in the Bible and reading other people's books and talking to people I respect. And I reached the conclusion that, you know, there's, there's a lot of confusion over this. There's people who are very worried and scornful of what they call prosperity preachers, which if you're talking about people who take money from old people who are on pensions so they can make more money for themselves, I agree. That's disgusting. But I think that there's, a lot of people in ministry who, who do focus on success who are not, quote, prosperity preachers. They're just urging people to take advantage of the gifts God, God has put before them already and then be good steward of those gifts. And then there's people who are, on the other hand, they, they, are, they, they just want lots of money. So there's, there's, twin, there's two twin perils when it comes to money. This is why the Bible talks about money so much. It was what I discovered. One is you're super greedy, and the other is you believe you have to be poor to be spiritual. And they're both, I believe, born out of a spirit of lack, out of a spirit of my, a kind of a poverty mindset. The poverty mindset for the person who's greedy says, there's not much, I want to have it all to myself. And the poverty mindset for the person who's poor is there's not enough and I can never get enough. I'll never have anything. Both are self-defeating, self-destructive. And when I look, started digging, I discovered what Jesus actually said about money was, now this, these are my words, you have to read the book and form your own conclusion, but I believe it's God's totally okay with you having money. He's not totally okay with money having you. Worshiping money is a mistake. You should worship only God. But money is a great tool that I believe if more Christians were in pursuit of making the money God gave them the capability of making, it says in the Bible that he gave us the power to create wealth. If we go do that and do good things with it, that can only benefit the world and only benefit God's kingdom. 100%. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because uh, obviously connection with my, my brothers in need to breathe. So faith-based music world. And uh, we, we work with a lot of faith-based authors and one of the, on one of the webinars, it's specifically about writing a faith-based book. I tell this story because it's it just, everyone gets so icky when you talk about, all right, now here's how we're going to sell this book and here's how we're going to use it to grow your business. And here's how we're going to, you know, use it to make an impact yep. and all those things. And uh, it, it's, I think it's one of the best examples in the Bible is uh, talk about the money as a tool is the story of the good Samaritan. 
right? And, yeah. and, 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 and people tell the story about the Good Samaritan and they forget that one part where the Good Samaritan, you know, finds the guy on the side of the road, takes him to the inn and pays for him and says, I hope this is enough. And if it's not, when I come back, I'll pay you the difference. And he couldn't have done that if he, if he hadn't made money. Yeah, <laughs> and if you sure. didn't have money to do that, and, and using it as a tool uh, to to make an impact, and, and so it's 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 not a bad thing. It is a vehicle. You talk about Ray starting. So this started from a personal kind of personal pain point, scratch your own itch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it, it. Is is this is this kind of a a personal side thing that's like doesn't relate to your business? Does this relate to your business? Like, how does this fit in kind of your goals and how you want to grow? It totally relates to my business because during that quest, I was asking myself, is it okay for me to teach people how to make money? I mean, I really had that question. I want to make sure it's okay because if it's not, I'm not going to do it. But I discovered that not only is it okay, I feel like I have a mission to speak to, especially to believers, for them to be kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. And kingdom-minded means living in the king's domain, in God's domain. And what's his domain? It's this earth. He created it for us and for himself. So I want us to be good servants and be as productive as we can be. He told us in the garden, be fruitful and multiply. That was before there was a curse, by the way. That wasn't part of the curse. That was, that was the blessing. That was the assignment. Here's the planet. Be fruitful and multiply. And that doesn't just mean have kids. I mean, there's that part, which is, you know, very pleasant, at least in the beginning. And then, <laughs> then it becomes a little challenging later on, but it's still very pleasant. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, that's, to me, that's the most important part of life is love and family and our creator and our families are a replication of our heavenly family and all that. And I don't, I don't mean to diminish that, but what, what do we do in the meantime? We, we are productive. We are, we are those who are good stewards of God's wealth that he's given us. This whole planet is ours. Thanks to him. We should be better stewards of it and take care of one another. And a great example of somebody who makes a lot of money helping people with their money, by the way, is Dave Ramsey, who just recently went to lenders and said, show me the people you have who have not been able to pay their mortgages and their bills, who owe you money, and show me $10 million worth of them. And he wrote a check and paid off all those people's debts. There was no publicity stunt. There was no, you had to sign up for a contest for Dave to pay off your debts. He wasn't building his list. He just had money available. And he said, okay, we're going to pay off $10 million worth of consumer debt for the people who need it most. And he's a believer and he's a child of God. And what kind of example does that set for the world? I mean, a lot of people will question it as a publicity stunt. I don't think so. It's a, you know, $10 million is, even if you're Dave Ramsey, it's a lot of money. It's a big check it's an to write. expensive publicity stunt yeah. if it is. No, kidding. <laughs> yeah. So Ray, what are you doing from a launch perspective? Like knowing what you know now, and obviously you said you didn't spend much time on the launch, but you spent a whole lot of time on the, on the Toyota Camry piece post-launch with how to write copy that sells. How are you changing your approach or adjusting your approach with permission to prosper? And what are you doing to, to sell books and market this uh, successfully? Well, I'd like to say that I did this totally by design, but I got distracted by this thing called the pandemic. Um, a lot of my clients experienced some adverse business conditions. We did too. We bounced back, but a lot of clients are still working on that. So we're working with them on those things. And I just got con uh, consumed by everything that was happening in our country because, and in the world, not just our country, in the entire world. It's the first thing in my life that's ever happened that has affected every single person in the world at the same time. So it's been kind of a distraction. But that being said, I think this book is needed even more now than it, I mean, I couldn't have planned the timing of it any better. Right now we need entrepreneurs to step up and help us rebuild 
and rebuild in every way in every corner of the globe. And I think, think this book will help do that. So right now we're just in a push to get the book into as many hands as possible. So like the week that we published this podcast with you, I think we have the book going on sale on Kindle and, and iBooks and all the different ebook formats for 99 cents. Anybody can spend 99 cents on this ebook and benefit from it. And then later we're going to go into the same model we've used for the copywriting book. We're going to have a free plus shipping model and we're going to do the same thing and, and not worry about, um, I've got a plan to try to get on the, the Wall Street Journal list and the USA Today list. And we may or may not do that. I, I think we're going to, but that's not the important thing to me. The, the important thing to me is the same long-term approach, having a perennial seller instead of just a one-time bestseller. There's lots of one-time bestsellers that you never hear of again. There's not that many books that just keep selling year after year after year after year. And look, this is a book that handles a very sensitive subject. And since I wrote it, my views on some parts of it have changed like three or four times. So I've, I've all those revisions have made it into the manuscript that's published today, but I'm going to have people confront me on things in the book and I'm going to rethink some of it. I'm sure I'll refine my thinking about it because I'm not the, I'm not the author of life. I'm just the author of this book and I'm fallible. So I probably didn't get everything perfect in the book. So I'll have a chance to revise it over the years, especially if I think of it as not a one-time thing, but as a lifetime pursuit. I think this is the mission that God designed me for at this stage in my life. So I plan on continuing along with it until I step into the next one. That's awesome. If you think about Ray, you know, you're, so you said you're taking the long-term approach with this book. What would you say for, for people listening or, or watching to this or, or watching this, what would you say are the two or three things that you're focused on as part of that long-term approach? Like, Hey, I'm going to do these one, two or three things. And this is how we're going to long-term keep selling books. A uh, great question. Setting up a system that continuously sells books for us, even if we're not working the system for some reason or other. So, I mean, one of the greatest things we did, as I said earlier, was set up the, the free plus shipping ch funnel for the copywriting book and just leave it there. Even when we forgot about it, book orders would come in. We, my, my manager would be like, did you do some kind of promotion? No, we got a bunch of book orders this week. Somebody mentioned it on their podcast. Somebody wrote a review of it and posted it on Amazon all without us thinking about it just because it was there working for us in the background. So it really is like a silent salesman in a lot of ways. So getting that funnel up and leaving it up and we're this time we're going to have the, we got the domain permission to prosper.com. I actually did that before I chose the title to make sure I had the domain to go with the title. I didn't want to pay a thousand dollars for it or some, some crazy outrageous fee from, from a domain squatter. I just got it before they had any idea they needed to squat on the domain. So I got it for $8 and we'll be able to have a free book funnel set up there. And that'll keep chugging along and then keep making the book better, keep refining it, doing new additions, adding material, adding digital um, assets that enhance the book. Like we're going to work on a workbook for church study groups to use, uh, create, building a community around it, thinking of, of the book as a movement, not just as a book and not just as something we market, but as a movement. And so I'm going to be doing a lot of speaking. I'm convinced we'll get to go out into the world and speak again at some point. <laughs> um, so all the things, speaking, podcasts, webinars, revisions of the book, follow-up email marketing. And I guess what I would say to anybody who's on the cusp of thinking about a book and whether they can do this or not, you can definitely do it. You, you don't have to worry about becoming a bestseller overnight or anything like that, but I would say get your book done. That'd be the first thing and get it out there. Yeah, Mine's not perfect. I look at it and I think, oh, I wish I could rewrite this part and that part because I don't like the way I worded mm -hmm. it, but it's, it's going to be helping people. It already is. I mean, some of the people who reviewed the book early, I asked if they would read it and if they liked it, would they say something nice about it? And if they didn't, would they tell me what was wrong with it? Uh, many of them were very moved by the book. And I thought, okay, we need to get this out here. I can make it perfect later. Right now I just need to get it out there. 
That's great. So many great tips there. And I love the, uh, the creating the study guide material, because especially for any faith-based book that's that, that sells into a church audience. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way to turn one book sale into 30 book sales. So we talked about like your viral coefficient. Mike Todd just did this masterfully with his relationship goals book. And he had, I mean, this is from a pastor's perspective. So he had a relationship goals series. He had a relationship goals book that launched in tandem with that series and then had a study curriculum. And so there were so many people that, that I knew that were in these 10 and 20 person groups, reading the book, going through the study material. And I mean, it's how you turn one book into five more copies, 10 more copies, 30 more copies and increase that viral coefficient. So it's just so smart. I love that. Hey, Ray, a couple final questions for you. Uh, first one being, knowing what you know now, what would you say to uh, Ray from six, six years ago? pre-book one or how, however long that was, um, and, and all the other Rays that are out there that are kind of about to go on this journey of writing and publishing their first book, what, what, would it, what advice would you have for those folks knowing what you know now? Well, the first thing I would say is this is bigger than you think it is, and it will live as long as you let it live. So the sooner you get the thing done and get it published, the better. You can always make it better. You can always make your marketing process better. And the second thing I would say is, Maybe you've already published a book and you just think, well, now I got to publish a new one because I published that one two years ago. It's never too late to serve a good book well. I just, just pretend it's new. That's something I've learned. Several friends of mine have relaunched books they wrote five years ago and they, they have more status now. They have a bigger now. They have more influence now. They've sold maybe hundreds of copies, maybe only dozens of copies, but now they have a, a book launch in the thousands because they could do it better. They had more knowledge. They had more capital, more resources, whatever the case may be, you can always iterate on that launch and relaunch. It's never too late as long as it's not like super, super dated material. Like, you know, if it was about how to, how to build a good channel on Blab, it might be too late for that, but it's a social network. Nobody remembers. So um, I just think it's never too late for a good book. And then when you write your next book, just stay, stay committed to it. Realize it's a long-term project. Like you said, we're coming up on five years on the copywriting book. And it's still growing. It's number one in category this week. So yeah. who would have awesome. guessed? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that approach, Ray. Hey, this has been amazing. Super helpful. Very practical. Very inspiring. Ray, where can people go to, to, to find out more about you, to grab their copy uh, of Permission to Prosper and to support what you're doing? Well, I would have them go to permissiontoprosper.com and there you will find everything you need to know about getting the book, getting the materials that go along with it. And you know, the subtitle is how to be rich beyond your wildest dreams. And I'll just add this little explanatory note about that. It's how to be rich beyond your wildest dreams. Cause if you're watching this online or if you're reading eBooks on your Kindle, you're already rich. You're in the top, most likely if you're in the U S you're in the top 1% of earners in the world. So the question for us is not how to get rich. Although I do have some things to say about that. It's more how to be rich. How do we behave as people who are gifted by God with so much? And I think we can live well and do good at the same time. Amen. Permission to prosper.com. Check it out, guys. Grab a copy of the book, depending on when you're going to that link. Uh, maybe it'll have the free plus shipping funnel there down the road, obviously, or you can check out some of the other free plus shipping funnels to see what he's talking about in, in, in out in the wild. And, and working. 
um, and, and how he's using copywriting to sell more books. Um, so check it out. Ray, thank you so much, man. This was amazing. You, My pleasure. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.